This is going ultra five. I no six, <laughs> and I just finished a uh, very interesting uh, episode of Ultraman uh, episode six, where we are introduced to the Ultraman that is Dan Moriboshi. We get some involvement from the I'm pretty sure Ultra Ultraman that is Jack uh, unleashing a kite nun, an alien on the city after um, Shinjiro has been proven to have a soft spot, have a, uh, to lack a killing instinct, and has been unable to, uh, mercilessly, uh, so to speak, kill an alien who he had, uh, <laughs> disarmed. <laughs> no, that was Morboshi. Uh, who he had disarmed and had sort of neutralized, uh, who was begging for their life. Um, so, talking about all the moral implications of what being Ultraman is and living in this real world where there are real aliens who, uh, some of whom live peacefully among us and then some of who are, <clears throat> to quote the show, the dub, dirty illegal aliens who, uh, you know, murder people. And I was paraphrasing the show more than anything. Uh, that's from Moriboshi. Um, I mean, the, the, the pavement, the, <laughs> I guess the ethical pavement is hitting the road now or something. That was a really bad mixed metaphor, but, uh, I'm really invested in, uh, Shinjiro's struggle. Uh, I now understand why this is a, a tangent. I now understand why that, um, stalker alien guy is involved. Um, I love the surprise twist. So basically it was a great episode. Um, there were really interesting ethical and moral dilemmas that were focused on, um, I also love the fact that uh, Shinjiro and Shin Hayata finally uh, sat down and talked to each other about what it means to be Ultraman, how difficult it is, and uh, how much, um, I, I guess, how much it costs whoever has to be Ultraman or whoever has the ability to be Ultraman to be Ultraman. Um, honestly, I will complain about one thing, that the fact that Morboshi is also an Ultraman, and I'm assuming Jack is too, uh... Like, I don't see the curse of Ultraman that Shin Hayata talked about being something that Dan uh, experiences. And if Dan Moriboshi does not experience being Ultraman as a curse, then what does that mean uh, about the fact that Shinjiro is sort of experiencing it as a curse? Uh, and, and then another question is, when he said, you know, in the beginning of the episode, secure the target, when he had, you know, captured that alien, um, does that mean that he was allowing the uh, science patrol soldiers, or, or whatever you want to call them, to actually do the killing of that alien, or or what happened? Was she arrested, or I don't know if it's a man or a woman, or whatever. Uh, I don't know if the alien was arrested, or... Um, and, and, like, put into some sort of holding facility, or if, in fact, they were, you know, executed at that time. And uh, that's partially because the the way that uh, Dan and Shinjiro talk about it afterwards, and uh, partially because of what? I'm not sure, but regardless. Um, gosh, this was just, like, such a full episode. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump around a little bit more and talk about some different things. Uh, I really enjoy the twist that, uh, the little twist that Endo and, uh, Ren, or Rena? Rena Sayama? Yeah, it's Rena. Anyway, that, uh, Endo and Rena are father and daughter, um, and <laughs> his partner, um, trip, getting tripped up over that was kind of fun, uh, and the, um, I don't know, it was just, it was a neat, it's a neat thing, 
Uh, and I like, again, the little twist that she, uh, you know, the idol claims that her dad is a big Ultraman fan and her actual dad, um, is a literal Nazi. No, he, uh, he literally hates Ultraman. I mean, he despises Ultraman, uh, but it's part of her idol image. So she's like, yeah, dad, sorry. I know you don't like Ultraman, but this is part of my shtick. It helps me sell or whatever. Um, and, uh, it's just kind of funny how, uh, blithely unaware of the danger she's in, uh, she is because she's so excited about, um, her growing, her rising star as an idol that she's like, oh yeah, I had the stalker and my manager was real upset, but don't worry, dad, it's fine. Besides, it means I'm finally, I'm finally getting famous. Um, you know, cause you know, you, you want to be famous enough to have a stalker. You just don't want to actually have one, right? If you're kind of in that field, I guess. Um, so anyway, that was kind of more fun, random stuff that I enjoyed about the episode generally. But yeah, and, and, you know, I won't belabor the ethics point because I'm sure I'm going to talk about it more in the coming episodes, especially because by the end of the episode, uh, it looked like Jack had set that alien that he beat in the, the cage match, uh, back in the town in episode five, I think, um, he set him free and, uh, it's partial, it was partially to like challenge Shinjiro and get him to, oh gosh, I don't know, really come to terms with what it means to be Ultraman and, and what it means to save people. And, uh, Shin, uh, had said something interesting. I hope that's not confusing for me to be saying Shin and Jinjiro. Not interchangeably, but, you know, one is the father and one is the son. So, anyway, here we go. Uh, if it's a problem for you, let me know in the comments so I can be more clear, because I don't mind saying Shin Hayata every time. It, you know, it's almost the same amount of syllables as Shinjiro. So, to differentiate, not a big deal. Anyway, um, Jack, letting the alien loose, uh, I think, is going to lead to uh, potentially the alien endangering... Uh, Rena, and I think <laughs> that uh, much as uh, Shin wanted to protect and uh, help Shinjiro, and that was his sole focus, I wonder if we're going to see that Shinjiro's sole focus is going to be on saving and protecting uh, Rena. And I think that would be interesting, although that does lead me to wonder um, if, uh, are they going to be treating Rena like a trophy, like a prize, like a, uh, you know, a thing to be protected and guarded and whatnot. Uh, I don't know if that's the case and, uh, we'll see how it's handled. I'm not going to get upset about it yet because it hasn't happened. And if it does happen, well, then I'll see how it's weighed and how well it works in the narrative because maybe it won't be something to complain about, but we will have to see. Anyway, I really enjoyed this episode of Ultraman. Um, gosh, I'm glad I'm watching this show. Um, that's all I really have to say. Uh, drop me some comments if you uh, have suggestions for how it can be better. Uh, you can like this, you can share it, you can subscribe. If you're new here, you can ring that notification bell so you can catch me next time I'm talking about Ultraman. And uh, you can check out all the other stuff I'm doing. I'm doing comics reviews, I'm doing another writer cast, which is kind of on hiatus until I'm done with this uh, Ultraman show. Um, because uh, it's just, it's hard. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, that's all I have to say. Ciao. Oh, if you also want to support me on... Uh, financially with your money, with dollars, you can do that um, by checking out coffee.com slash MJ Munoz. And you can also visit my archive of uh, these episodes and my original Going Ultra series, which was 12 episodes talking about SSSS.Gridman. Um, and that's all over at MJMunoz.com. The briefest of addendums, uh, Arm Watch 2019. We are now at three left arms being amputated, cut off. I don't know what the other word is for that. Uh, from aliens in the show. Ciao.